Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings Podcast 7. I'm using my new laptop that I mentioned I got last podcast. Woo, yay! So I think I have everything set up just right, and uh, hopefully there won't be any weirdness. Uh, This time we're going to talk about uh, the future, and I don't know what else. I haven't really planned it out as well as I'd like. And I've been really sick for uh, the past week or so, so hopefully I don't sound too terrible. I think I sound pretty normal, but um, my voice is still a bit scruffy, so let's get on with it. So in recent times, it seems like in any game, whether that's a single-player game on the PC or a single-player game on a console or an online multiplayer game, it seems like players are always looking for what's next, what's coming in the future, when is the next expansion. Even if it hasn't released yet, they're still wondering, what are the features, what's the end-game content, you know, when, when is the downloadable content coming, what can I look forward to, and the game hasn't even launched. And we didn't used to do that, and I'm wondering what's up with that. I think this timetable pressure has really been felt by the developers in the recent years, and so they're planning on games to have, you know, the game will launch on this date, and we'll have the downloadable content by this time, and we'll have the first expansion out at this time, and we'll do this, you know, next game and the next game after that on this timetable. And I think that's really caused a lot of rush and a lot of pressure and that's really messed up the game as a whole. Back in the day, you know, if you got a good game, it was awesome. And you'd tell your friends and you'd be like, oh, have you played this game? Check it out. Cool. And if there was a second game in the series, you'd be like, oh, my God, it's so awesome. Because it wasn't expected for there to be a next game. It was just the developers dropped this game on you. And you played the game. And that was what it was. And you enjoyed it, you know, at that time. You didn't worry about what was next. You didn't worry about that next thing. You didn't worry about extra content. You just enjoyed what was in the game for what was in the game. I suppose it's not entirely the developer's fault. In recent times, games have become a lot more time-consuming and a lot more expensive to produce. So they have to get funds from different sources. It's not like back in the old days where you could have a small company work on a game and they could produce it themselves and it wasn't too big of a deal. There's a lot more money involved now and a lot a lot more pressure to get you know, the game out there so that it, it generates income so they can get the money back that they invested. I suppose too times have changed a lot in not just the you know the number of games that are coming out but also the number of platforms. So there isn't just you know one or two big platforms now you've got three different major consoles now and PC gaming and arcade gaming and all of these things are competing with each other. Not so much arcade gaming, it's pretty much its own thing. But there isn't just a unified target group anymore. You're not targeting group A or group B, you're targeting group A, B, C, or D. And so there's a lot of competition, especially when the game is exclusive to one specific console or exclusive to PC. And so there's a lot of competition for, I guess, the, the player's dollar, as it were. I think, too, there might be a lot of competition for the entertainment dollar as a whole. There are a lot more games out there. There's a lot more collectible things, like you've got music and movies. 
comic book and comic book collectibles have been coming up. Collectible memorabilia for movies has become very popular. And role-playing games and tabletop games have gone crazy. There's a, a lot of marketing for that. Plus, the, there's now the whole uh, collectible card game that came out uh, recently. I suppose about, about 10 years now. But that didn't used to exist back in the day. Granted, there are a few companies that are saying they will release the game when it's ready. Quote-unquote, soon, TM. But I think they still feel a lot of pressure from the player base to release on a certain schedule. Even if the game isn't quite ready or isn't quite polished enough. I think there's a lot of feeling that they can fix it later if it's a, a, a game on a console that can take download or on PC. They can just have it nearly perfect and it wasn't as perfect as it was back in the day. Granted, I myself am always looking towards the future, looking for the next game, looking for what's cool, looking for what's coming up, especially over these past few years where I've been homeless and I haven't had access to a computer to play. I've been looking forward to a lot of games as well, and I've seen a lot of them come out, and I've seen um, you know, the prices drop on the older stuff. So there's also that perspective of, Am I going to get something at launch, or am I going to wait like three or four months until it's half off? So I think a lot of developers are watching out for that too because they know that's going to happen as well. But I don't know if an expansion or downloadable content in and of itself would convince me to pick something else that I haven't already picked up. Like Batman Arkham Asylum looks really awesome. Just because Arkham Asylum 2 is coming out, doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to put that at the top of my list because I haven't been able to play over the last few years, you know, during the time that those came out. Will 2 influence my decision to buy 1 and 2 when I can get the money and get the chance to play? I don't know. I wouldn't say that it would 100%. I would say that the reputation of the first one being awesome and a lot of people liking it would rest on its own. That doesn't necessarily mean the second one has to be exactly like the first one. It doesn't mean that they've got a guaranteed sale for me because there's now a second one, or I knew a second one was coming, you know, when I was still contemplating getting the first one. I don't think that's really changed any of my buying power, as it were. I would still decide what I decide based on how cool the game is. So I'm all for looking forward to the future, looking out for what games are coming on down the line, looking towards expansions that get announced. But I don't know if the developers having this mentality of we need to keep the player's attention and we need to do this and we need to do this and we need to do this and they have to be on this, this, and this time scale. I don't know if that really works as well as making a really solid product and making something really awesome and as awesome as it can be and then taking some time and having your, your testers play it and go, yeah, this is awesome. We really like this. We really like this. But this could use a little bit polishing up. Maybe instead of going, okay, we'll do that for the next game, they should take back a step and go, yeah, let's polish that up a little bit more. And we'll release it a little bit later. And we'll do it when it's fully awesome and we're really, really happy with it. Although it's been a good six plus years since I've actually had enough buying power to buy any game I want or any console that was new. Granted, I didn't buy every game on the planet. But I had a lot of games that were very high priority and I was cycling through them on a regular basis. Even then though, 
I was picking games that I was interested in. I was picking games that I thought looked really cool. I was picking games that got decent reviews or based on the fact that I like this developer and I like their style, so I'm going to pick up the next game they do. I don't necessarily think that I was picking up games based on the fact that I knew this one was coming and this one was coming after it or this one had an expansion coming after it. I bought the games because the games were solid games. I bought the games because they look good and they look fun. And I, I really think developers need to focus on that. I don't know if this section really applies to anybody because I don't think there's really a whole lot we can do about it. I mean, our budget is our budget. Like, I work, you know, roughly 10 hours a week and I can only do so much with that money, uh, which is pretty much not a whole lot. I, I do have a budget for game every three months or so. But I can't really change that other than applying for jobs and looking, which I'm doing. And, you know, I, I, people can't change their income level, so they can't change their spending habit. And we have, you know, our, our preferences, too. Our preferences will decide which games we want. Back in the day, a long time ago, when I had even more money to, to spend on games, you know, I was never rich. I was always pretty much a paycheck-to-paycheck paycheck guy. But once upon a time, I didn't really have to worry about it. But even then, I wasn't just buying games to buy games. I was still picking games because I was interested in them. Just because a game had, you know, two or three in the sequel doesn't mean that I was more interested in it. Or because it had more play hours doesn't mean I was automatically interested in it. So, I don't know. Maybe this whole section was just rambling. And I do that. Sword of Omens, come to my hand. I, Lionel, command it. So since I've been sick and my brain really hasn't been working lately, I don't really have a, a plan for the rest of the podcast. Maybe I'll come up with something later. So um, I guess I'll do a little update on my laptop since it's brand new. I've only had it since Friday. It is now Monday. I don't know when I'll do more podcasting, but that's uh, what, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, four days. And uh, I've really only played one game with it. I've got uh, a couple big school projects I'm supposed to be doing, which I'm not doing. So, um, I'm doing a lot of trying to do them. So, not a lot of game testing yet. Haven't had a chance to really test it out. It does have a high-end CPU and lots of RAM and a high-end graphics card and a really big screen. I, um, I think it's kind of a little too big, actually. The weird thing, though, is that even though this is 17-inch and then uh, the next one down is the average 15-inch, the the base, the footprint of the system is really only one inch bigger looking at the model. And um, that seems kind of odd to me. It, it seems like it should be smaller if it were 15 inch. So I, I suppose I'm happier with the 17 inch, although its battery life is complete poop compared to my netbook. My netbook used to go, it went like five hours, I think was the longest I had, I had pushed it. And uh, this one went uh, about an hour, I think, when I was watching a, a Blu-ray show. And then it was done. It was it was dead. So that's kind of disappointing. I don't know, though, that a smaller one really would have helped. I mean, I'm wondering if part of the battery drain is because the monitor is so big and because it's got these high-end parts. I'm wondering if, you know, a model with a couple gig lower RAM and with a slightly lower CPU and uh, maybe a mid-range graphics card might have not uh, put such a drain on the system. I don't know. I, I hear that around two hours is still average for a gaming system unplugged, 
which is still kind of depressing. I was hoping for more like uh, three plus, but looking around, uh, an ideal system for me, I think, does not exist. I mean, this is ideal, and then it gives me everything I could have in a desktop only in a laptop. Um, I think, though, I wouldn't mind a, a little compromise if it was smaller, but um, I don't know. It's it's really been a, a kind of a whirlwind of emotions now that I actually have a gaming system again, and that I actually am, you know, fully a gamer again. There's, you know, the the thrill that I can be a whole person again. I can play my games. I spent a, a few hours playing a game today, and I can watch my TV shows and my movies. I was watching uh, probably, I think, four episodes of Big Bang Theory, season three on Blu-ray, which I did not get to catch on um, airing because I was homeless at the time, and for some reason they weren't showing them online, so I missed the entire season. I think I might have missed part of season four as well, which is also on Blu-ray, coming soon. But now that I have Blu-ray, I can watch it, and I can keep up with it, and so I'm really happy about that, and I'm really happy that I can keep up with my games. But the sad reality is that along with that comes the fact that I have this really large laptop that does everything I wanted, and it's really just been a reminder that I had to get this. I didn't have a choice about being at home watching this stuff on a big screen, you know, watching it in, you know, with my nice stereo and playing playing my games on the desktop because I am homeless. So I think this is uh it's going to be awesome in that I have uh everything I've been missing the past few years and yet it's also going to be very tragically sad because it's it's going to be a constant reminder that um, I don't have a home. I don't have anywhere to go at the end of the night, and uh, this is it. If I if I wanna if I wanna game, if I wanna watch my entertainment, this is how it is for the foreseeable future. And um, I don't know. Part of, part of me is still worried that this could be how it is for the rest of my life. I mean, you know, I know deep in my heart that it's gonna be okay, but it seems. It seems sort of like I've lost a friend, and, you know, that friend is, is a part of me. And that this friend has left the country, and I'm never going to see or hear from them again. And uh, that's part of how I feel, that, that getting the laptop has sort of been the final, the final nail in the coffin, as it were, that I am homeless. And that, you know, even though I could get a job and move all my stuff back into a home at any time, or, or get a friend and, and move in with them, um, you know, it hasn't happened in, in a few years, and this is just reminding me of it. And this part's getting really depressing, so I'll, uh, I'll stop, and we can go to the next segment. As soon as I think up what it is, I don't know what it is yet. So, be back in a few seconds for you. So today, as I left Vault 101, what was once my future became my present and will soon become my past. Back a while ago, probably upwards to three years ago, I think, I first saw the trailer for Fallout 3, long before I played, because I just played today for the first time. And it's even been a while since I actually bought the game. I bought the game almost a year ago, 
uh, it was like 15 bucks, and it was not just the regular game, but the Game of the Year edition, which had all of the downloadable content. Once upon a time, this was a brand new release, and even before that, I was looking forward to playing it before it had come out. So what was at one time the future for me, you know, being that I was looking forward to it, became the present and the past for everybody else long before it became my present and my past. And that happens a lot in all games. It, you know, with online games in particular, there's new players coming into the game all the time. And there's players who are max level, who have been max level for quite some time. What was content in the past for them is now brand new content for new players. The same thing happens with single player games and games of all kinds, no matter what kind of game it is. There's always new players picking up the game and players who've been playing for a while. It's really a cycle of the future and the present and the past, and even the games themselves deal a lot with issues about the future and the present and the past in terms of what they choose to use as um, the way the game is designed and what sort of content there is in the game. New ideas come along, and ideas that haven't been used in quite some time may come back into use as players become interested in that sort of play style or that sort of genre once again. Also, there's players out there like me who might not be able to pick the game up right at launch, so we may be looking forward to it uh, for quite some time longer than other people can, and that's okay, you know, as long as it's not spoiled for us, as long as people don't, uh, you know, ruin the story and uh, tell us how to play the game when we do finally play it, it's still, it's still just fine, and it's still just fun. Similarly, we ourselves also tend to change. What was one experience one year um, may be completely different if we play the game again a few years down the line. I have one game I commonly return to when I'm not playing other games, though that might change in current times because I have one that I love more now. But there's, there's been one that over the years I've played several times over and over again, and it's always usually a span of about a year to two years between each playthrough. I think the game at this point is probably six or seven years old. I'd probably have to look up exactly when it came out. But it's pretty much the same thing when I play through, but how I react to the NPCs, how I react to the situations, is always a little bit different because each time I play through, I'm a little bit different. So even though a previous playthrough was in my past, it still may affect me in the, in the present and the future in that I may perceive it slightly differently even though it's the same content and even though I've played it before. And we may also see a game get restarted in the same way that we're seeing a lot of movies be redone and restarted these days. Like the Prince of Persia game recently got restarted I think a couple of times. Um, and it's it's a very old game. It was around when I was a teenager, and that was, you know, 11 billion years ago. But, uh, you know, as time goes on, we're seeing games be restarted, and we're seeing them put on downloadable marketplaces, and we're seeing them put onto phones in their original format. I actually bought one recently that was a, an older game I used to love on my phone. It doesn't really translate as well as I'd hoped, but uh, it was really nice to, to revisit the past and remember what it was like for me when I was playing it new that first time. It was very exciting and very cool, and it was uh, it was nice to relive some of that, that 
nostalgia and those memories and you know even though it's kind of not so great these days it doesn't quite hold up terribly well it still holds up really well and there's there's good memories there attached to it so what was you know once the present and the future for me eh, became the past revisiting it can uh, can be good times the technology and stuff we use to play the game can also alter our experience thinking back on it more the game i've i said that i've been replaying has got to be closer to 11 or 12 years ago because at the time i was in a particular place using a particular system and i remember now that was closer to around 2000 than not so it's a lot older than i thought and you know games i'm playing now on my laptop i will probably replay again in the future or hopefully um you know be in a home soon enough and uh that will change in my near future and it will be a very different experience being able to play them on a desktop hopefully i'll uh I'll have a more hours or a better job obviously i'd have to to get back into a home but then hopefully you know i'll be able to get a new system and be able to go to triple monitor like i've been wanting to do and uh you know the games I'm playing now will be a very different experience on the desktop on triple monitor than they are on a laptop even though it's a, a bigger laptop it's still you know one monitor and it's uh, you know it's a laptop it's very different from a desktop at home where I can control the environment have things you know warm environment and I have it quiet and calm and you know not have the distractions and the uh, limitations that I do with the laptop so that would make you know the same game a very different experience even if it were only you know a month from now say so the future can affect the technology we use and it can affect how we feel about the games and how we are experiencing the games themselves so that's it for the podcast of the future um not the best podcast i think i've done so far i think my personal favorite so far is the podcast of evil but this one, uh, you know, it was okay, I think. Um, I didn't want you guys to wait too long before the next one. But um, there's a lot of stuff going on with me lately. You know, I've been sick, and uh, I got the laptop, and so there's been a whirlwind of different emotions about that as well. And some uh, school stuff going on that's had me stressed out. So not the greatest topics, uh, I think, in this one, but uh, I stuck to a whole theme. So there you go. That's... A bonus, I think. Uh, anyway, I guess. Um, so hopefully I will come up with something cool for next time. I actually have no ideas at all. So uh, it will be interesting to see what I come up with. I've only played the two games so far. My one online game that I've been testing and Fallout 3. So hopefully uh, by the time I get to the next podcast, I will be able to play more games. Um Fallout 3 is the only new one I've been able to get. Um, I don't know if I'll have the money to get another new one before the next podcast comes out. So it'll probably just be playing my old games on my system, which is cool. Oh, uh, I do have one pre-ordered. I don't know if that will come before the next podcast, though. I don't think so. It's coming out early March. So that's still um, a little ways away, I think a couple weeks. But uh, that's in the future. <laughs> so, um... Hopefully you had a good time, still. Um, I always hope that I entertained people and had a good time. I had a pretty good time, although it seemed uh, not as interesting to me this time. So hopefully I didn't bore you guys out there. Hopefully it was at least moderately interesting. 
and um, I guess that's it and I will see everybody next time okay thanks bye I think too there might be a lot of comp but I suppose too a lot of that has to do the do the. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com/podcast/rabbitsramblings.html. When you type rabbits ramblings, don't use a space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. Whenever you type rabbit in any of those, be sure to, to put a one in place of I. Rabbit's Rambling is copyright 2011 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribute Sharealike license.